as a man, you were created in the image and likeness of God, the ultimate creator. And men are inherently builders. It's in our DNA. In this episode, I can't wait to introduce you to my friend and creator, Justin Stewart. We are going to break down how the Lord anoints men for work and how God uses us to unleash a creative force in a variety of ways. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Justin and I are going to talk about a lot of practical and actionable items that you can apply in your life starting today. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard, leadership mindset and development for kingdom-driven men just like you. In today's episode, I'm joined by a very good friend, Justin Stewart. And if you heard the title of this and you're thinking, okay, this is just for creative guys. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to listen to this. I want you to stop for a minute and pay attention to what we're going to talk about today because we are going to throw down on the fact that all men are called to be creators. We are made in the image and likeness of our father, the ultimate creator. And in today's episode, you are going to hear Justin and I unpack what that looks like for us, whether you feel like a creator or not. So I want to welcome Justin Stewart to today's show. How's it going, Justin? What's up, bro? Excited to be here. Yeah, man. We've been planning this conversation for a while, and I know it's yeah. really important. You got some stuff on your heart. I have some things I want to say about this topic. And why don't we just start, if you could give us an overview of who you are, what you do, and why you're passionate about this topic of creation, creativity, and all men having a role in creating something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so a little bit about my background um, is that, you know, I, I grew up always creative, always knew exactly what I wanted to be when I got older, the field that I, I wanted to serve in, at, rather. And um, it wasn't until I, I got out of college, I, I went to, to college for graphic design, and I thought I made a mistake because I was always a fine artist. I was always an illustrator. Um, and then when I went to school for graphic design, just kind of not knowing um, I learned all these traits and I learned all these skills and, and, um, and instead of like trying to run the other way and, and not embrace those things, I decided to make myself a better illustrator with all the things I learned in college, uh, as a graphic designer. So since then I've, um, I've been a freelancer for well over 15 years now, and then started a, a design agency called Onward. Um, and more recently jumped into the, the crypto space, designing um, NFT-based video games, um, and just a really exci exciting uh, place to be right now. Yeah, I want to get into that topic as well. We're going to definitely touch on that because that's really exciting. It's up and coming, and men need to know about 
what is happening in that space and just have a full view into all the financial opportunities available to us right now. You're also the guy who created all the artwork for The Standard. I'm holding the book right now. Um, I get so many compliments on this. Inside, you hand-drew illustrations that were in alignment with the vision that I had. I'm really thankful for what you do. And for everyone listening um, to the podcast or you've ever been to the standard59.com website, Justin is the creative genius behind our visual representation and creating our branding. So you're, you're amazing at what you do, man. Thanks, bro. I, I appreciate that. And I'm glad you mentioned some of that. Um, because one of the things that uh, I've really tried to, you know, just being always gifted with with the creative talents that I had, I knew that I wasn't the only one that could do that. I, I realized there was other people and to, to make my skills sharper, I decided to add a bunch of other skills in there, like understanding the psychology and, and um, understanding clients and communicating with them. And like when I met you, it was something that you you and I connected immediately. And I was able to kind of deconstruct what I knew you were looking for in a design, uh, in your aesthetic, and not just be, you know, uh, a pencil pusher, kind of literally, but more or less um, a, a, a brand ambassador and a, and a companion to you. And those are the kind of things that help me to not just be creative with what I'm actually doing, but creative in the way that I approach my relationships and uh, my client relationships and um, just building the network around me. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And in, in just a little bit, I do want to tell that story of how we met. But before we get into that, I I want to touch on, you know, you're talking about where you get your source of creativity and the way you've approached your work. And we're really talking yeah. about a man and his work, right? This applies to everybody because it doesn't right. matter if you're a designer, an illustrator, you're into art, graphics, music, um, you know, I'm, I have a sales background. I have a management background, a training right. background, and I still view myself as a creator in those fields. And let's talk about that a little bit because I want to dispel this myth. And I know it's, um, it's something that you and I have talked about before where we hear the word create and we relegate it to an artist or a musician right. only. And I want to hear your perspective on that and really how all men have this ability to tap into creative genius because we're made in the image of a creator. Yeah, it's one of those things I took for granted my whole life, you know, and then when I realized um, and I and I and that one of the fa my favorite things about my my God, my, my father um, is that, you know, you, you, you pop open the Bible, your first verse is in the beginning, God created. You can stop there. Uh, for me, I just stopped there for a long time. Yeah, it wasn't until I was actually showing someone else. I was in a dry spot. I was in a, uh, uh, I was kind of in this this mundane place of creating, and I, I just was trying to discover who I was as an artist. And I was actually running a little bit uh, away from my me being a Christian artist. I just wanted to have my own identity, and it was uh, it was me showing someone how to read the Bible. And I was like, just open it up and read this as a story to you. And, and as a love letter to you, and, and I stopped at, you know, um, in the beginning, God created. And then a little bit later, realizing that uh, where, where it says that God created me in his image. And then, and then that he created me and formed me in my mother's womb. Um, and I realized that I have this relationship with my father that not only, uh, and not only did he create me to be created, but he's super creative, right? He's like the OG creator. 
Um, and, and really that, 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 that formed this relationship between him and I, and we had this kind of like rebirth in our relationship, father, son. And, and I started to see it everywhere where not only in nature, but, um, even talking to people like you and, and other people who are, were inspired by my work, I was inspired by them. And, and Josh meeting you, I was inspired by how you've explained a lot of the systems and a lot of the, the, the ways in which you've designed, uh, you know, um, you know, platforms and relationships and, and, um, you know, even just like ecosystems in, in your workplace that have cultivated, uh, you know, um, an, an effective and an, and an efficient, uh, workplace for you. And, and I, and that, that inspired me. And that's when I started to realize like, this is, there's something here. There's more than just being a creative person. Um, and, uh, you know, that started a whole new, um, a whole new revelation for me and, and my walk as a Christian and also as a Christian artist. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I, I'm going to put my spin on this because you're coming from the artist perspective with what you do. And I know for guys that are listening, they're like, Hey, Josh, I'm like you, I'm in sales or, Hey, I build things literally, which is creative by the way, if you're in construction yeah. or you're building, right. 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 All men are builders. Someone has to have the vision for it. But even as entrepreneurs, like even as CEOs, even as people that are driving forth in industry, you are creating products, you're creating things. And even in sales, we're creating dialogue, we're creating yeah. openings and opportunities to speak to people all the time. So there's really something about this. And we know, and I, I know we said it a few times here, God is the ultimate creator, we're made in his image. So that means we have the ability to create and reproduce. Um, physically, spiritually, intellectually, and yeah, any you said it. Dimension. You said it earlier. It's in our DNA. We can't help but to do it. And I realized that the reason why I was in this funk, this depression, is I was fighting certain things about who I was, and I didn't really come to that. You know that that link, that link up didn't happen yet. Where I realized, like, I can't help but to do this. Uh, so instead of running from it, you know, and and, and trying to incorporate. Um, uh, things about, about me that weren't really natural to me. I just decided to embrace it and to push into it. And, and I realized that that was, that was the key. That was the key to wow. finding, uh, the happiness that God created me to live and, and to, uh, and to pursue. Justin, that, that is so powerful. I don't think I've ever heard you say it that way before, because what I'm hearing you say is when you finally accepted and started flowing with this creative ability that God gave you, you came into your unique fingerprint and yeah. your unique design versus trying to be conformed into an image you thought you had to be, which was causing right. this inner struggle and this frustration. Yeah, it was it was years of like, you know, college and, and old professors echoing in, you know, off my skull and in my ears constantly for in my mind and, and letting all those voices and lies, essentially, you know, the father of lies out, out, outperform or out, out, um, you know, outweigh the, 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 the father who is my father, who is the, my, you know, the ultimate creator. And, and I was allowing those things to, to distract me for years, uh, doing art shows, creating art that I just really didn't even care for, but I thought it would sell and it didn't. Um, and it was just because I just wasn't enthusiastic about it. And it wasn't until I fully embraced and approached uh, who I was and who God called me to be, not who God called me to be for this person or this person, but who God called me to be for uh, and what made me come alive when I was working on it. it was, that was when I found the breakthrough and things were moving 100 miles an hour at that point. Yeah. 
Well, you know, this is what I'm hearing as you're, you're explaining this to me is that we know the enemy counterfeits, right? The devil can only counterfeit. He doesn't have creative ability. Only God right. has that. And God chooses to bestow that ability to mankind uh, because we're made in his image and his likeness. So the enemy can't do that. And as you're explaining, you know, trying to fit into this box or this form of what you thought you had to be. I'm kind of sensing like a parallel here to religion, like man-made religion tries to put people in a box, right? It it tells you you have to act a certain way. It's about changing your behavior on the outside only, um, behavior modification, and it works on look this way, do this, be this, and it's just a replica. It's like a shell. And, you know, when Jesus reprimanded the Pharisees, he said, you guys clean the outside of the cup. You guys are whitewashed. I'm looking at the exterior. It looks good um, to everybody else, but inside it's totally rotten. And there's something powerful about this convergence of coming in to who you're called to be, who you were created to be, and just that bringing a lot of freedom to you and also bringing freedom to other guys that are listening because you don't have to look like the guy next to you. You don't have to sound like him. You don't have to be like him. Yeah, look, we we live in a time, uh, and I don't think this is – a surprise to anyone listening, but we live in a time where, you know, the world needs you. You were created for this time and the enemy's trying to suppress everything that you are. Look at, look at who Jesus chose, the 12, and, and, and the enemy was trying to, to hold them back and, uh, you know, through this funnel of religion and Jesus unleashed them. He never changed Peter in the way that he, he spoke. He actually used it. And it wasn't until Peter fully embraced who he was, um, that, that he was able to, 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 to witness, uh, the gospel to over 300 people, you know, where a couple nights before he was, uh, um, he was, he couldn't even talk to, to a little girl about who, who, you know, who he was as a friend of Jesus. And, and that, that for me is, is, is big because there's people listening who feel, feel bridled. They feel, they feel burdened by something that they need to do. They feel like they need to perform within these certain confounds and, Listen, we don't you we live in a time where the world needs what you have to add to whatever field you're in. Um and whatever you're doing, whatever you're putting, whatever God has put in your hand, um then I, I was I was re- rereading that whole story the other day about how God put that staff in Moses's hand. Um and God has given each one of you guys um you Josh and and I, and we've had this conversation many times in in different ways, but how, how we could just always come back to when you're confused, you're not sure what to do, do what God put in your hand um, and use it, but do it, do it your way. Do it the way that you feel natural, the way that you feel excited about. And so many times that's the key to get out of that rut and out of that, uh, you know, that, that place that you're treading in. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with someone the, just the other day and they were telling me that it took a while for them to find their authentic voice on what they were called to do and supposed to be moving in life. They were looking at the guy next to them. They're looking at someone else. They're like, should I try that? Should yeah. I be this way? And it really was this journey of finding your voice, finding your identity. And when you do, when you see, hey, God is happy with me. He's yeah. pleased. He made me this way. And my personality is most alive when I'm submitted to his will, when I'm in yeah. alignment with him, when I'm walking and I'm allowing myself to be conformed into his image, it's 
it's not that we lose our personality and it's like, Hey, whatever God wants, well, what's your favorite color? I don't know. Whatever God's favorite color is, you know, and we don't become like these blank slates. It's actually the opposite. We become totally vibrant. We become alive. We become um, full of unique abilities. And he gave us a personality and he gave us the ability to choose and right. to see what we like and what we want to do. And we're able to use that as we express ourselves following him, you know, following him, not rebelling, but conforming to his image. Following we're him. actually more, we're more alive to who he makes us to be. No, that's, you know, even just you saying that I, I'm getting goosebumps because, you know, as a father, you're a father of three, I'm a father of two. Um, a lot of these principles I all, were reinforced um, and some of them were, were brand new to me when I started realizing, you know, I, I'll tell my son to go draw, but I don't tell him what to draw. You know, sometimes he's like, I want to play video games or I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, Michael, why don't you go um, draw in your sketchbook for a little bit? Just get your, get change, change the scene for a little bit. You've been on there for a little too long, but I don't tell him what to draw. I don't get upset, you know, or, or, or I didn't tell him like he has to, this is not like a totalitarian, totalitarian relationship between me and my son. Um, and I think religion has done that to a lot of us, especially when it comes to our creative side. And I believe every person created by God has a creative side. Let's get that clear because that's what separates us. And you, you mentioned this and you hinted on this a little bit earlier, but the, the, the demons, um, the demons, the angels, they don't have that creative spark that makes us like God. And I'm not being, being blasphemous. I think you guys get, you could read between the lines there, but even if you look around nature, you don't see dolphins creating Atlantis under the ocean. Right. You see, and they're supposed to be like the mascot, the, the smartest animal, but, but it, thousands and thousands of years have passed and they're still doing the same thing, you know, if it, but we're the ones creating, innovating. Um, uh, and, and, and we can't help, but not to, we can't help not to do it. So I, I believe every single person has that creative spark. I, I don't believe it. I know it because when I talk to people and I talk this way to them, I could see it come alive in them that, you know, I could see their shoulders go back a little bit and they get excited to pursue that thing. That's been kind of like hammered down, uh, in them. Um, and, and that bring, that gets, that makes me come alive, uh, again, you know, so I feed off of that, um, as well. Um, so Justin, I mean, I love, I love hearing that, how you come alive and actually training your sons the way they should go. I think that's huge. You know, um, there's something there that's like really freeing. And the opposite of that is controlling, trying to make someone fit into right. a mold and not have their organic expression of who God made them to be. So that's awesome, man. That's a great fathering tip you just dropped on us there. Um, even those little things go such a long way. And that's what your son will remember. You know, dad didn't tell me, hold my pencil this way, do it this way, color within the lines. You just let him go. Yeah. And, and sometimes I will guide him, him, but I won't force him. You know, I'll give him the tips right. and the ideas. And that's the, that, that in parallel is the anointing, right? That's the Holy Spirit right. leading and guiding you. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, when it comes to, um, with my son, instead of me trying to make him draw the way I did and the way I learned, I, I didn't have that growing up. I, you know, I, I just, I, but if someone guided me a little bit on, Hey, just check, check this pencil out real quick. Just try this one. Whoa. You know? Um, but, but it's, it's one of those things where God, uh, God gave us this creative ideas and he's excited to see just like you get excited to watch what I'm drawing. I believe that. Like, I believe that when God's yeah. watching me, 
he's excited. Like, oh, cool. Like, I like that you decided to put the arm like that. I like that you drew that sword with that light in it or whatever, you know? And I, and I think it's, it's not until I'm talking to my son and realizing, Mikey, you did this? That's incredible. What made you do that? Did you see that somewhere? And I, and I know, I know that that's how my God talks to me. I, I love that you're guiding and leading. That's the way the Lord leads us. He guides us and he leads us. He actually says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you in the all truth, all not truth. control you, right? not control you. So that's, that's really powerful. Well, when we talk about a man and his work, you know, just opening this topic up to just men in general, we see something really peculiar um, right at the beginning of the Bible, right in the second book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 31. And I want you to give me your take because there's a man that's referenced there. He's actually the first man in scripture ever referenced being filled with the, spirit, with the Holy spirit yeah, to accomplish something. And he's anointed for a purpose and his name is Bezalel. Can you tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you use that to fuel what you do and how men should use that to fuel what they do? Yeah, again, it was one of those things growing up as a Christian that I didn't, uh, I, I've heard the story of Bezalel, but I didn't, um, I didn't really give it any credence to me and who I was as, a, as an artist in two, you know, in the 2000s and, and beyond. And, um, and I, and I, and it wasn't until I, I, I was actually reading through and I, I came across it and I just got hit with realizing all of these parallels to what God has called me to do. And, uh, that he, he, like you said, it was it was the first mention where God said he filled uh, Bezalel up with the Holy Spirit and he was able to do and perform these tasks. And the thing that I took away about it, uh, I think initially uh, that hit me the hardest was that he wasn't called to do just one thing. God called him and anointed him to to be a master of m- many skills. Um, and and then that also he had a helper. And hey, Justin, I got that scripture open right in front of me. It's Exodus chapter 31. And we see it's the story of Bezalel. And he's getting instruction on how to build the the temple or what we would call the tent of meeting, the tabernacle. And what we see here is that he's anointed and he's filled with the spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and craftsmanship. So he was making artistic designs, working with precious metals, working with wood. And the thing that always stood out to me as I read this story was I always thought like, if we're going to see the Lord anoint someone, especially for the first time, like the first mention is always very powerful in scripture. I thought it would be for the work of ministry and thought it'd be for some kind of teaching or preaching. And I think there's two takeaways here is that the Lord anoints men to do work, number one. And number two, the work is part of our ministry. Yeah, absolutely. That is ministry. What what he's doing is ministry to the Lord, but not in the the way we may think of ministry, where we think it's got to be pulpit or church related or teaching or preaching. Mm-hmm. But we all are called to ministry, and Bezalel is a man who's anointed for ministry. It just looks different than the way we've made ministry to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways for me was that he wasn't just called to be a sculptor or a painter. He was called to be a craftsman or a master of, uh, he wasn't called to, God in, 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 uh, endowed him with these, these, these skills to be a master craftsman. Um, and he had a helper called Oholiab, if I, if I pronounce it right. And I, and, um, one of the things that, Another thing that stood out to me was the fact that 
um, he wasn't just a craftsman. He had to organize a team. He had to communicate leadership. If he had someone underneath him, he was steering and guiding. He was, he was learning when to micromanage and when not to micromanage a project, you know, or not to at all, when to delegate. Um, and that, that, that stood out to me at the moment I was in because I was, I was like this linchpin taking on all this work and God anointed him, but he also anointed him to be a leader in his space, to be a craftsman and to have the knowledge to maybe be really good at all these things, but you can only be chiseling or you can only be carving. You can't be carving and painting at the same time. You can't be carved. So I, I realized that God also gave him the, the, the ability to, to, to lead, to direct, to delegate, to plan. You know, they, they probably had a schedule. I would imagine it wasn't like, hey, wake up whenever you want. We're creative people. It was, hey, we're building, like you said, the Ten of Meetings. We're building the Ark of the Covenant. You need to be here, ready to go um, with your coffee and let's get moving at six, you know, <laughs> when the roosters crow and the, when the sun is up. And for me, that's been, that's been, um, that's been a, an eye-opening uh, awakening for me to realize like as an artist, I'm, I'm taking this craft and, and, and what God has put in front of me and I'm not treating it like the world may perceive it as this, you know, creative, just sketching on the sketching in my shorts. Like I wake up, I dress up and I sit at my desk, I put my shoes on, and, and I, and I treat this like this is God's work. And I think if you're not a creative person in the traditional sense, that would be the biggest takeaway is that do what God has put in your hand with excellence and knowing that he expects you to, to use the creativity that he's put inside you to, um, to enhance it, to modernize it and to, and to make it excellent. Oh man, I love this conversation. You know, we we did an episode a while back called The Sacred Versus the Secular. And I'm just being reminded of that right now because so many men, um, we love boxes and we're so good at compartmentalizing things. And we say, this is my work box. Here's my church box. This is my family box. And instead, what we see here, and this story perfectly illustrates it along with the way you just explained that to us is that there is no sacred and secular divide. Right. For a kingdom man, everything is sacred. Yes. Everything we do is ministry. Everything we do is the work of the Lord that he's commissioned us to do. It's about how we approach it, how we store it, how we handle it, and how we move with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that, uh, just right in line with what you just said, um, you know, a lot of the words get lost and I don't always just jump into the Hebrew because I think you can get lost there. Um, but when, I, when I'm trying to, de to do a deep dive and dissect what, what I'm, you know, especially an individual, um, when, God, when God commanded him and um, commissioned him to do this, the original, the original word for the creative term that he said that he gave him all this creativity um, was to think, plan, design and invent. Those are the four things that are used to um to 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 um to define what the hebrew word is chashab um so it's a it's a designer in every aspect it's the designer in the way he designs invents and in how he um will innovate i guess is the best way mm -hmm. you know god wants you to innovate in his space he wanted he wanted um he he, he anointed he you know god did a lot of designing on his own he designed us to design stuff for him and, and to advance stuff for him, uh, I wouldn't say because he needs us to, but because he wants us to. Uh, to, to, to he, he filled us up with this creative uh, energy and this spark and 
uh, he expects us to to innovate and invent in, in in the place that we're at. I love that. Think, plan, design, and invent and innovate. That's really powerful. And you know, the mandate for kingdom men is to advance and occupy. We should be leading. Yeah. We should be leading in the marketplace. We should have the best ideas. We should be innovating. We should be collaborating. We should be inventing. So guys, if anyone's listening to this, like you have permission to dream. Yeah. You have permission to invent and to get vision and see what others don't see because we have access to other to unearthly wisdom from another realm. We have access. We have the Holy Spirit living within us where we should be bringing forward the best ideas. Yeah. I, I mean, on that note, Josh, and I've told you this before, getting in my head and overthinking things has been the place where I found the most stagnation. I don't have many followers on Instagram, but the very few times where I took time out and I stopped and I just drew what God has put on my heart. And I posted it up without any filters or anything, you know, hashtag no filter. That, it, it, that was when I got the most breakthrough in my walk because it was something that it was like, it was like something that needed to be etched out of me. And it was obe obeying what God had put on me. So you said, we're giving you the permission to think and to, and to dream. But I would go a step further and saying, I'm, we're commissioning you. We're, we're, we're telling you, you have to dream. It's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us motivated. It's what keeps me, it's what keeps me, it gets me up out of bed, you know, when I don't want to wake up or I've had, and I'm like, but I, I get a chance to, to, to innovate and, and you don't always feel like it, but what, what else is there than to, than the idea to progress, to move forward and to build and create, especially as kingdom men and kingdom creatives. Awesome. Yes. Um, Justin, why don't you bring us home with, you know, what are your, your three things or the directives you would give for guys that are listening that's saying, hey, I don't feel creative. How do I get into a space where I can cooperate? And really what we're talking about is partnership with God. How do I partner? How do I co-labor? What's that look like to dream with God and to create with God um, practically? Like what advice do you have for our listeners? Yeah, uh, that's great. Because even after a podcast like this, you might get excited to get up and run. And that's great. But you have to invite. You have to get into that place with your father. That's the source. You have to realize that. In the beginning, God created. And he created you. So you have to get to that place with him. Otherwise, otherwise you're, 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 you know, the father of lies is going to try to intercept who you think you are and lie to you. And, and you said it earlier, and I love it imitate God in your life. And he's going to do that with distractions. You have to get in a place where the blinders are up and you are focused on what God has called you to do, not what he's called this person or this person to do, what God has called you to do. Write it down, create a roadmap, create, create, create bullet points that you check in on yourself with um, and, and get along with God. Don't share it with anyone. The problem is a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of creative people, they'll share it and they get the same high as if they were to have done it. They get like a superficial high because they get that excitement and then they've lived it out temporarily and then they don't do anything. Don't share it with anyone. Talk to your father about it and then ask him to give you one small step. Like I said, sometimes it was literally just to draw one little thing. My, my testimony was God called me that I was, I was listening to something and, and I got filled with, with, with the anointing to draw Moses. And it says, Moses was about to die. He was 120 years old. 
and he climbed Mount Nebu, I think it was. And it said he was, even though he was old, his eyes were not dim and his strength was in no way abated, which means he was, he was going to die, but it was on his terms. Right. And he, he, he went, and I mean, I mean, 120 years old, he's, he's climbing a mountain to die. Who does that? Who climbs a mountain to die? Just die. Right. And I, I just got filled. Like, what is my excuse? And what was my excuse? And I decided to just sit and draw that, that picture. And, and I, and I posted it up on the Insta, uh, on Instagram and I got, I got a couple leads just from that time. And they were so uh, in line with what God was calling me to do to where it opened up to me doing the mighty series and a bunch of other um, projects that, ha- that in turn have turned into, into, into even bigger um, ventures. But I still have to check myself and say, what are, what are you calling me to do God? And that's the key is get along with God, ask him. And if you're not sure, just write the desires of your heart on that, on a paper and come back and see that he won't fulfill it for you. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, as we wrap this up, I want to I want to charge men as well with being called to create. And when we think about it, we talked about a lot of different things today. You know, it could be your business. It could be actual creative work where you are designing, illustrating, writing, making music. But whatever you do, I want you to view yourself as a creator because here's a real fundamental thing you can start with. And it's what you just, it's what you just explained, Justin, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it differently is that when you did that exercise, you were creating an atmosphere. So men, you create the atmosphere around you. We do that with our thoughts and our words, what we say and what we do. You create the atmosphere and the culture in your household. So if you don't like what you're getting back within your household, change it, change it because you're creating that atmosphere all around you. If you don't like your interactions at work, you have dominion over that by what you say, what you speak and what you declare because you are a creator. So we create climate, we create atmosphere and we create culture. Justin, it was awesome having you on the show today. I'm looking forward to our next conversation and until next time, guys, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.